So I don't want to focus on cutting my expenses. I want to focus on the other way, increasing my income. I can cut my expenses as much as I can all the way down to zero. I can never go past zero, but my income, that can always go up. Welcome back to Assisted Living Investing with me, Brett Schottkavis, and I'm here to show you today how to practically increase your income, how to bring in more rents, higher revenue for your assisted living investment. So I am a huge proponent that I want to have a luxury product. I want to make six figures a month in income. That's kind of a line in the sand for me. I want to make at least a hundred grand from my grandmas and grandpas. That's how much rent I want to charge. We are averaging about $8,000 per month for our grandmas and grandpas at our memory care mansion. So I want to show you some practical ways that you can implement into your assisted living to make more money. So there's two ways for you to make more money in this game. You can either cut your expenses, right? I want to lower my expenses. It's usually labor or maybe it's food or some of these other items that I want to remove from my monthly budget, right? And by default, now I have a higher net profit. But after a few months, I may have now a bad reputation. I may have a worse product because I've cut these things out of the budget. And now I may have to charge less per month. I may not be able to fill my beds. So even though I lowered my expenses to, to try and increase my profit, I may end up with a lower profit overall after a couple months because of these changes. So I don't want to focus on cutting my expenses. I want to focus on the other way, increasing my income. I can cut my expenses as much as I can all the way down to zero. I can never go past zero, but my income that can always go up. I can go up from five to six, six to seven, seven to 10, 10 to 12. My income can always get higher and higher and higher. So that is where we're going to start today. Let's look at how we raise these prices. So in assisted living, you really have two components to your product. You have your physical building, the house, the building, the bedroom, right? You have a physical product. Then you have a service, your ADLs, what you're taking care of and doing for grandma. So let's break down both sides of these. How can we increase our product and our service to be able to solve a bigger problem, offer a better product, and by default, charge more money. So let's first talk about the building, right? How can we charge more money by having our building be a certain way? So here's what I wanna do. First and foremost, your location is everything. If you are choosing the location, you wanna be in an affluent area. You wanna be in an area where people can afford higher rents, right? Don't be on the side of town where rents are 3,500 to 4,500 be on the side of town where rents are 6,500 to 8,000, right? That's the kind of place we want to pick. So when you look at what it costs to buy that house or that building on the more expensive side of town, it might be a, a, a substantial amount higher, right? It might be a hundred thousand dollars higher, a couple hundred thousand dollars higher. But when you look at the difference of your monthly payment, your monthly payment for an extra 200 grand might be say, what, 1200 bucks extra. You're gonna pay an extra 1200 bucks. But can you charge an extra $1,200 in rent or an extra $500 in rent at times how many beds do you have? You may be able to bring in an extra $10,000 a month in net profit just by 
picking the right location and charging a higher rent amount. So location is going to be the best way to do this, choosing the right location. Second to that is your actual bedroom. Really, they're, they're paying for the bedroom, right? They're going to want to look at this room. Is it small? Is it medium? Does it have a private room? Is it a shared room? So for me, I want to have all private rooms. I want to have bathrooms additionally, either a half bath or a full bath. I know from touring hundreds of daughters with their mom that they will pay at least $1,000 more for a private room with a bath, right? Now, that goes back to my building. What building am I picking? Can I pick a home that has that many bedrooms? Can I pick a home where there is space to do an addition? On my first home conversion, I bought an existing house and it was about 3,000 square feet and I doubled the size of it. I added about 3,500 square feet in an addition, which got me up to 15 bedrooms. And that was the key for me. I knew that I could make these numbers work because I was charging private rooms and I knew what my, my grandmas and grandmas would pay for the private room with the private bath. So consider that because a private room will, will make way more money than a shared room. So if you're going to be stuck doing an eight bed, then let's have eight private beds. If you're going to be doing a 10 bed, then let's have 10 private beds. Choose the right building, choose the right house for this kind of deal. The next thing to look at is the size of these rooms, because I have a couple small rooms and then I have a couple really large rooms. And again, there's at least a thousand dollar difference in my market from a small, like kind of kid size bedroom. It's like 11 by 11 to another size bedroom that I have that's about 17 by 14 with its own bath. There is a huge difference in what the daughters will potentially pay. They're getting the same service, the same ADLs, but the bedroom itself is worth a lot of extra money for that. So pick the right house or do the, the, um, the remodel or addition that makes the math make sense for you because your income is the biggest thing you need. Don't focus so much on expenses, focus on your income. Another thing that we started implementing was furnishing the rooms. We found out that if we make it so easy for the daughter to move mom in, we furnish the rooms, we have a leather chair in there, we have a TV on the wall, we have a dresser already there. If we make it so easy for her to move mom in, then she is willing to pay extra for that. Not just one time, but every single month. We're finding that we can charge about an extra $500 a month for a bedroom that is fully furnished. Mom only has to bring in her clothes. She's got her own closet. Everything else is taken care of for her. So every time we stage a room, we spend about $2,500 on furniture and those kind of items. That's our upfront expense, but that's not every time we turn it. After that, we're just getting new mattresses, new sheets, and it's only about five or $600 every time we turn that furniture. But now we're making an extra four or $500 per resident per month for having this turnkey service, right? Everything that we can offer for mom. So we're making it so easy for the daughter. So that is something that you should consider. What does that look like? And perhaps you just start with one or two rooms, stage those rooms, make them look gorgeous, and then raise the price, 250 bucks. 400 bucks, 500 bucks, and see what results you get. So aside from the bedrooms, what does the rest of your house look like? Have you upgraded it? Is it a luxury home-like environment? Is there enough space to take care of grandma? Like, is there physically enough space in the great room for activities and for socializing 
Is there a chef? Do you have space for a salon? Can you provide all the care and amenities that you could get at one of the big smelly facilities in your home? Because that's what I'm trying to solve and that's why I'm charging a premium. So that's your building. What changes can you make to increase your income by changing your physical building? But next, let's talk about the second part of this, your actual service. You are taking care of grandma or mom at the end of life. You're providing ADLs. So what can you do to increase your service and charge more money? So I come at this from this approach. For me to increase my income with my services, I wanna solve a bigger problem for my grandmas and grandpas. So what that means is I want to change who my resident avatar is. Instead of having someone who's 75 to 85 years old, who maybe just needs reminders, who can walk to the dining room, who can toilet themselves, who doesn't have any behaviors or memory care issues, I don't want that person to be my ideal customer. I want that person 10 years later to be my ideal customer. So I want to find someone who's 85, 95, 100 years old. They need more care. They may not be able to walk anymore. They may be in a wheelchair. They may not be able to toilet themselves anymore. They may be incontinent. They may have memory care issues or uh, Alzheimer's. They may have behaviors or maybe more medications that we need to manage. If I can do these things, that is a bigger problem for the daughter who was doing them. Now, you, if you are solving a bigger problem for the daughter, then you can charge a higher amount of rent. So if you are gonna compare you, your facility, what you do, and you're gonna compare to me where I specialize in end-of-life care, in um, memory care, I'm really grabbing people at the end of life, that last few years of their journey, and where there's a lot more work to do. And because of that, I'm charging a higher rate. Now, I'm balancing that by having 16 grandmas and grandpas in there with two full-time caregivers, two managers, and a chef. I have the resources to be able to solve those problems and take care of those people, but there is a bigger difference, a bigger spread in the income I am bringing in superior to those expenses, right? So I am bringing in more money than I am paying in extra money. That is where I am increasing my profit by solving a bigger problem. So consider who your ideal customer is. And if your ideal customer is perhaps a little too young, a little too independent, then consider changing that. How could you solve a bigger problem? Could you move over and provide memory care services? Could you provide services that take you all the way through the end of life? So when our grandmas and grandpas move in, this is their last stop. They're not gonna go from me to a memory care unit or from me to skilled nursing they're gonna be with me till the very end, which is usually two, three, four, five years. So they're gonna be with me for a while, right? Now that's an advantage to the family because this is the last transition they need to have. Every time they move, they decline a little bit more. So they're gonna be with me all the way to the end. Now my license type allows me to have end of life care and memory care. What does your license type allow? Because that may be something you wanna consider. If you want to increase your, your income and therefore solve a bigger problem by taking more needs from and handling it for mom, then you may need to have the appropriate license type. Does your license allow you to have end of care, end of life care or memory care? And what would it look like if you changed your license type? Could you go one level higher? 
right? Could you offer more care and amenities? So I think that if you can make a couple of these switches in the building and in the service, the end of life care, you can increase those bed rates by $500. And then a few months later, you can bump it again by another $500. I've seen over the last couple of years for me, we've continued to increase our prices as we've notched this down and realized here's our niche, here's our path. I want to provide all the care and amenities that the big smelly facility down the road can. Right? I'm gonna do it for 16 instead of 60, and I'm gonna provide better care because I have a better ratio and I have heart and love going into this in this luxury memory care mansion. So for me, as we are charging about $8,000 per month times all my grandmas, I am at a place where we are making $500,000 a year, and Laura and I, we're barely working. It's probably a, a half day a week is what we work. We go in for our manager meetings, and we're able to pull back, right? Pull back and, and really be owners and not operators. And it is solely because of the numbers. If I did not have this increased income, then I could not hire two managers. I could not have two around the clock caregivers. I, I could not have a chef. I could not have insulation between all the call-ins and all the problems and all the drama that does come up. So the increased income is the biggest effect for me for really profitability, but really for more for family time. The increased income has given me time freedom. And that I think is so, so vital for you. So if you want more help, if you want me to help you build your own memory care mansion, follow along on the journey. I have free training on my website where I go through how to build these luxury memory care mansions, how to provide all the care and amenities that you get at the big smelly facility, and how to make a life-changing amount of money for you and your family and take back your time freedom and have financial freedom through this vehicle. So follow along, I will see you all on the next round.